1: We're here. Guapo's in the building as always. Of course. can't forget about Guapo and the ones and twos. You know, we're just out here getting it popping. Hmm? How you feeling, Burke? You ever... Nope.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know know the actual answer for you is no. Uh, So I'll, I'll speak to people who actually get sleep. Have you ever had such a good night's sleep that you actually woke up and felt like you were in a hug? (laughs) <laughs> yes. That's how good my night of sleep was last Congratulations. night. Congratulations. Wow. Really? It was remarkable. I mean...
1: I sleep like that every night, honestly. I just happen
2: to wake up at 5 a.m. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching uh, I was watching a guest. I hmm, can't remember which podcast he was on, but he was a sleep expert. And there's this small percentage of people who function very, very highly on very little sleep. Uh, and it's like almost like a genetic mutation right. they're, they're freaks right and whoever the host was brought it up and was like "Well, what about those people who uh you know they sleep less than six hours a night because six hours was the barometer that the sleep expert was talking about like what about those people that, that uh, sleep less than six hours a night and like are highly functional and say like you know this works for me yada, yada yada and he goes if you took all of the people in the world that are capable of functioning off of less than six hours of sleep and rounded it to a whole number quantified as a percentage it would be zero <laughs> uh, Zero. i, I wonder Wait. what victoria okay. would have to say about that mm. well that can't be i real. mean the thing is I is that is. she kind of openly admitted that she didn't like she's not functioning at her her highest form like she's openly sacrificing mm-hmm. sleep okay and she's like trained herself to do so um and there probably is something to be said uh, about being able to train yourself to function relatively highly without sleep. But the the podcast was actually fascinating because uh, I mean this is something I've been diving into for a while now, maybe half a decade, uh, just like the importance of sleep and recovery. Uh, and I mean, when you hear an expert speak on it, like they make it sound dire. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to be one of those New York types that burn the candle at both ends, and only sleep three or four hours a night in order to get ahead in the world. Like, you're just going to die young or you're going to age fast?
0: I feel like there's a a huge percentage of people that are just very uh, underslept. I don't know what the word would be.
2: (laughs) Andy would like to call it sleep debt. Sleep debt? uh, Sleep deprived? He's actually (laughs) deprived. So so it's funny. He's actually right. But Dan and I trolled him so fucking hard. (laughs) Is it
0: sleep debt?
2: Yes. As in you owe, as you owe, yeah, right. Mm. So uh, Andy studied psychology in in college, and you know I'm sure that they did something with sleep at some point. So he knew the term, and we're like 25, 26 at the time, mm-hmm. and we thought of it as sleep debt, like sleep deprivation, right? Uh, so he kept calling it sleep debt, and it's like <laughs> you know, you know, Andy, of just very, very specific about getting the terminology right. We are just. Killing him over it. Like, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> it's debt for mm. deprivation. Like, we're just not, we're, we're like, oh, oh, look at me. Dad, let me pay you a little sleep today. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Like, it I turns used, out he was right. 100% he was right. But it, it didn't make the joke
1: any less funny. I used to be like a 10 to 12 hour sleeper. Like, when I was younger. Well, that, wow. I believe. <laughs> when I was like, you know, 18, maybe 19, I used to sleep 10 to 12 hours. Come like, uh, Mid twenties, I just don't sleep anymore, and I'm yeah. not tired. That's the craziest part about it. Is like I'm wide awake, and I'm like feel good. I'm never like in a moment of like grogginess or anything I, like that. I unless I'm sick,
2: I'm not so sure that anybody in this room can really understand the amount of substance that you put in your body. And I don't even mean it like extreme like cocaine or anything like that. I'm saying like between the caffeine, nicotine, and whatever the hell else fills in the gaps in between. Mm-hmm. Of course, you don't fucking sleep. But, But like, I don't... You're on a permanent stimulant. But, like, I never feel tired.
1: Like, even, like, when I wake up in the morning or something like that, I'm never tired. I'm, like, just wired. I mean... I kind of force myself to sleep sometimes at night.
2: Yeah, maybe you're one of those freaks. It's kind of weird. Seems low probability, though. But I will say, uh, this this amazing night of sleep where I felt like I woke up in a cloud uh, was incredible. But it came off of one of the worst attempts at falling asleep that i can remember in recent past so i over caffeinated yesterday uh in it didn't even not even in consumption i just took my caffeine way too late in the day mm. uh, which usually is not a problem for me like there's been plenty of times where i was like playing and the session was dragging on i had caffeine at midnight and i was in bed by two and didn't have any effect on me whatsoever um and that, that sort of does kind of make sense. So the way caffeine works is uh, it doesn't actually stimulate you. It, it block, yeah, uh, it's a block. It's yeah, it's a blocker. It reduces right. uh, the... Basically, if you think of it as like we have a gas tank. There's a technical term for it. I can't recall what it is. Mm-hmm. But if uh, we, we have a gas tank. And as that gas tank reaches closer to zero, we have to sleep. Right. So what it does is it blocks the consumption of that. Right. right. So like if you're at half a tank, it'll keep you at half a tank for a longer period of time whatever the ca- whatever the half-life is of of the caffeine because uh, everybody's body processes processes it differently so if you're already really low uh and you take some caffeine to keep you like at that level from bottoming out it's not going to last all that long because you're already low and ready to sleep
0: yeah i i read something and um seemed never who it was from, I think it was a credible source, but it was, it was saying something along the lines of like, you know, people, they talk about people, oh, they crash like in the middle of the day when they have coffee yeah. in the morning and they crash. almost eating.
2: certainly Huberman. He did a big thing on caffeine recently. Yeah,
0: maybe it was him. And he was saying that like, he's saying that you shouldn't consume caffeine until about 90 minutes after you wake up. Yeah, it's Huberman. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, I, I actually started doing that and it, and it seems like. I, I don't crash as much, or I don't like because I would feel like yeah, like sometimes like three o'clock, I'd be like oh, I'm ready for a nap.
2: Yeah, but so uh, you kind
0: of let that whatever it is it drains out of you first, and then well, it's you- adrenaline. Yeah. So right. people
2: don't realize, but like w- the waking up process mm-hmm. uh, fires your adrenal glands. Okay. Uh, and I I only knew this because um, I forget why I was testing it, but I was I was trying to get a, a strong read on my resting heart rate. Mm-hmm. And the way that we found the controls would be we would test a few times throughout the course of the day, one being when you immediately woke up. And I remember my doctor telling me, like, yeah, you should see a spike. I'm like, why? I'm I'm just waking up. He goes, Well, what do you think's waking you up? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, Your adrenaline fires. Like, yeah. like you just shoot the roof. Your your uh resting heart rate should probably be like ten beats per second higher at that point. Um but uh so Going back to yesterday, I napped midday without having consumed any caffeine at all. So I kind of replenished that like fuel tank, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and then caffeinated afterwards. So I woke up at like four from a nap, took caffeine, and man, I was like uncomfortably over-caffeinated at like 11, like not bouncing off the walls wired, but like the way I feel when I have too much caffeine is I get really flush in the face and my stomach starts to feel like a little bit nauseated. Uh, not to the point like where I would ever throw up, but just like uncomfortably. Like you're somewhere mm-hmm. between like bloated and and I'm just like. Well, it's oh. like an
0: appetite suppressor, right? Isn't caffeine kind of like an appetite suppressor in a, in a way? Yeah,
2: but it, I, I've never, unless I'm like way, way overdoing it, I don't like feel that bloat or anything right. along those yeah. lines. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to, to your to your point, that that is true. Uh, but I was like, you know, I, I have to get up early. I, I'm just gonna go lay down because I was still somewhat tired, and. When I get in those stages where like I'm both tired and can't sleep, my anxiety just like it's the only time in my life I think I have any level of anxiety, where like you just start to have these existential crises, <laughs> and your eyes are closed but like you're fully awake. It's just like, oh, make it stop, please, just like let me fall asleep. I have to make this all go away. If I was to buy a Whoop band, would this tell me like this? Yeah. This yeah. Silly thing. Whoop is a monthly thing. Yeah, it's a okay. The biggest ripoff on earth. (laughs) But there goes
0: the sponsorship.
2: (laughs) But it has potential to be like the most insightful thing that perhaps we could ever wear. Uh, And the reason why it's a ripoff is because you can just get an Apple Watch for a one time fee that will tell you exactly all the same metrics. Okay. The reason why the Whoop is potentially going to be the greatest platform of all time is because they've been collecting this data for six years or five years. And if they actually ever get around to building a functional interface, we might be able to, like, you know, know a lot of things about our body, our biomechanics, and like how uh, to optimize all of that just based off of having an actual sample. Wouldn't Apple
0: also have that data? The
2: the Apple Watch didn't catch up to Whoop's tech until like maybe a year ago. So, uh, Whoop has always had like HRV, really accurate sleep. Uh, measurements um, started to add like skin temperature, just a, a lot of things that the Apple Watch didn't have for the better part of like four. Years. I've had the Whoop for four years, uh, and I know the Apple Watch didn't really become an option as far as like comparable uh, measurements until like maybe a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, Samsung Watch still isn't caught up, which is what I would get because I'm a Droid user. Uh,
0: if if I was going to get one or the other, I, should I get the Apple Watch or should I get the Whoop?
2: Now probably almost certainly apple but You're but the thing the is is like i imagine that the same is going to hold true for the development of the ui ux like i would assume whoop is further ahead than apple because it's their dedicated platform to this exact all, thing
3: right, exact, eh, yeah.
1: apple probably has apple fitness in the works mm. I, I imagine that already exists <laughs> yeah. but
2: but the, the thing is is that apple is a massive company and, and sure they might have like a, a health and fitness wing but like whoop is literally dedicated to exactly that uh they're also releasing finally i'm so happy about this so when it tracks your strain it only tracks uh your cardiovascular stress so if you go like lift heavy weights you could have a strain of like two but if i go on a power walk with the dogs i can have a strain of like 12 oh wow um because my heart rate just isn't gonna get up that much lifting weights so they finally are coming out with um uh, a detection mechanism for uh, like powerlifting and things along those lines. So I'll be curious to see, because my strain is forever low. I'm, I'm 41. I'm not doing a ton of cardio, but I'm doing a ton of movie heavy shit. And it's just like this doesn't seem to fucking make sense. Like, I'm never recovered, but I'm never strained. You know what I mean?
0: In this middle ground.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm in no man's land. Uh, yeah, Jamin in the chat says whoop was also doing covid detection it was nuts uh it was it was actually like really accurate uh really? i had one day ever where i had 1% recovery and it was the day the very first day i caught covid <laughs> it was sick. like pretty easy yeah. to know that i was sick it's pretty cool yeah i guess i'll buy one tech is tech is fun man how much is one of those watches 100 uh no it's 30 bucks a month and I can't remember if you pay
1: It's $30 a month, <laughs> <That's> American
2: <crazy. laughs> dollars? Bro, I'm like I'm like 18-
1: never getting that <laughs> <No>. shit. <laughs>
2: I'm like 30? <laughs> it's it's sunk cost fallacy for me now. I'm like 1500 invested. Like they got me for life. Mm-hmm. It paid 20 for Netflix.
0: 30? 20 dollars a, a month? month
2: for Netflix? No way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to cancel that shit. do come out <laughs> if with you of stuff. You have
0: the 4K. All right. If you went the 4K and all you know. Whatever. It sounds They're like I need a new four Netflix four. password,
1: so somebody send me your password out there.
0: Mine, <laughs> my, mine are already used up from people. Wait, I've there's
1: a the, limit? I've already let the
0: limit out. There's yeah. a limit? Yeah, of course. What the fuck's going on? Since when? Since they decided they wanted to keep making money.
1: Oh, I feel like that, I remember seeing that in the beginning of COVID,
2: or like around COVID time. This is all news to me, man. How much is the watch, Matt? Uh, it may be free, it may be... Oh, okay. Some, it's less than an Apple watch, obviously, but like, you know, you're paying 300 fifty bucks a month or three hundred and fifty bucks a year. Right. Just to have it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um but if you want to get one I gotta got a code for you, bro. So you're saying, I got a guy. One hundred and twenty five for the nice one. One twenty five is top. For the nice one? There, there's only one. Uh oh well, I guess I'm looking at different bands. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um yeah I think bands are like thirty bucks maybe. Yeah. Cool. I um, get one. You didn't win?
0: I did not win oh uh, no they said you no know, I tried I really tried as hard as I could but you know like you said um there's a lot of uncontrollables in this yeah. uh game of uh, it's very poetic tournaments to me of the no limit of the hold'ems
2: it's very poetic to me that you mm-hmm. busted in the most standard way imaginable <laughs> like geez
0: oh man <laughs> of course I, I I had just doubled up too. uh king jack to ace to ace queen right hit a jack so I was um you know Sound good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The day started off great. Um, I was up to seven fifty very quickly. Then I ran jacks into jacks into aces. You had jacks. I had jacks. You were one of the two that had jacks. Uh, yeah, but I, I had I had the live suits. Ooh. So I had red jacks versus black aces versus black jacks. I'm like, mm. okay, if I just make a flush here, it's just I'm just destined here. <laughs> uh, no, wasn't meant to be. Rainbow board, yeah. And then, um, you know, double a guy up, a guy. It's a gutter on you, and then, you know, you, you lose another race, and then you're short, and then you just kind of think and dunk and make your way through, and you get in as a flip, and you hope to win. You don't.
1: Then you let and Joey, then Joey win the Chong.
0: tournament. Hey, at least it was to one of the good guys <laughs> at poker. Congratulations. Uh, Congrats, Joey. Joey
2: Chong taking S- it down. $70,000 up top. Mm-hmm. The one and only Sublime. Yep. Shipping it. Uh, yeah. Looked real happy about <laughs> the prospects. Yep. That, one,
0: that picture, he looks he, that very thrilled. The other one, he was. That's as much as he can muster. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's, picture. I actually that, love this that's picture. That's hilarious, it's actually. <laughs> what? Uh, he's like, man, it's 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 only a five figure score, not a six figure score. That's, yeah. what that, that's what that face is like.
2: That's the face of still being two hundred k makeup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fuck. Oh uh, man.
2: Did I crossbook with anybody? Yeah. It's fun. Though.
0: <laughs> it's fun to, you know, run deep, have a chance. I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, I you wouldn't know. know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've never ran deep in a tournament. Got like 18 final tables at the World Series.
2: I do have a lot of final tables. I yeah. don't have very no many wins. single wins uh, or seconds. You'll get
0: one. You Remember that one time, Um San Diego
1: baseball tournament? You won that thing
2: sorry, Arizona that was his last, uh, that was the last uh, tournament I won Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Back in> <laughs> <laughs>
0: 1997 uh, hmm. we got the bounty today mystery bounty you getting in there yeah I'm in there Good wow. too. Yeah, so let's, re- let's you know make this a quick one I, I'm losing blinds
2: here yeah, you're, you're gonna be just fine you didn't pre-reg did you old man no I did not okay I'm actually no. pretty surprised I do
0: here. not think there'll be a uh, much of a line especially when I show up there is no know? line
2: Once you show up. Oh, I mean, once you show up, they're all
0: actually when I show up, there will be a line.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna turn away. Uh, Um following up a little bit from yesterday's conversation uh with regards to tanking and you know, kind of seeking some sort of resolution as to what we can do moving forward to better police this. Uh it's nice to see it get acknowledged by Savage. Um, but you know, he's always on the forefront of these things. He's been very clear about the fact that he thinks it's been a problem for a while now uh him and christos have gone back and forth plenty uh he did announce though that they plan to make a slight change to the structure that they used to have so uh in past years uh wpt would introduce the action clock once hand for hand ended and you were in the money mm-hmm. which i think was good but it was very apparent uh like this happened uh When did I go deep in Five Diamond? Five Diamond, December of 21, I think. Yeah. Um, We were around the bubble, like a table out, and the pace of play was just a crawl. And you're just going to see that in these 10K main events specifically. Like, sure, it's a big field. There's plenty of wrecks. But in the money is 27 people. So you're talking about there being like four tables left. And it's not that difficult for, of the four tables, 80% of them to be pros who just recognize that stalling is so fucking critical when you are eight out of the money, nine out of the money, whatever. And I remember we were begging at the time to bring the action clock sooner. Uh, I actually think that they made an exception, if I'm not mistaken. Matt can correct me if, if he hears this and I'm wrong. But I feel like we went on a break after having been about a table out from the bubble for like a level. I feel like we went on break, maybe five or six out of the money, and either they started hand-for-hand early or they brought the, the time banks uh, early. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I recall them making some sort of corrective action because the bubble was just clearly going to take way, way, way too long. Um, and I think that that's really important to acknowledge because what's happening is for TDs, this becomes a nightmare you structure events under the impression that they're going to play out the way that they've always played out in the past in a very organic kind of way and that they're going to end around a certain time. And if they end around that certain time, then the final table will have an average stack of X. The issue is that as people get sharper and recognize how much edge there is in stalling, especially if they're doing it and others around them are not... What ultimately happens is the bubbles drag out two, three, four times as long as they otherwise would, and now the structure crumbles to shit. So the tournament's still going to end where it ends, uh, maybe give or take a level, but what's ultimately going to end up happening is as you make the final table, the average stack is going to be half of what you expected it to be. So for the longest time, WPT has been absolutely known for having deep stack TV final tables. Six-handed final tables. Average stack is going to be like 35, 45 blinds, something along those lines. And they're going to get a good TV product out of it because it's going to be a six-hour final table where they're going to film all the hands. There's going to be some deep stack play, some good back and forth, right? Well, whenever people start stalling their ways through, uh, we kind of saw this a little bit at the win million. One person emerged as the chip leader who had like, you know, 75 blinds or whatever. Uh, The next closest was half of that. And then everybody else had dust. So now it just becomes a waiting game of who gets first and who gets second. Right. And we saw that between Benny and actually, I think Benny and no, that was right. Benny had twice as many chips as uh, the kid who won. I can't recall his name right now. The kid and from Montreal.
0: So much money on the line at that point.
2: Right. There's a ton of money on the line, which sucks. But I mean, you know, you could just say, like, if you're an MTT player, you should know how to play a turbo style. Of, of play and ICM is a thing so like you just play the stack whatever fine it's a bad viewing experience yeah it's awful for the viewer at home if the entire final table is strictly push fold right and that's precisely what we saw the win championship uh or the WPT championship at the win turn into which is really unfortunate man we're playing for you know the biggest prize pool in all of America uh for that that buy-in level and we don't actually get to see poker on display cuz you know, there aren't, there isn't a lot of, of uh, play being demonstrated prior to that. So, you know, hopefully we can figure out uh, an equitable solution to all of this. Uh, I think, as we kind of spoke about yesterday, it's going to be a blend of shot clocks, of uh, over-policing by TDs. You know, calling the clock just isn't really all that functional. In my experience, it takes too much time and too much resource from the staff to try to actually execute it well. It's okay in small events, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and shot clocks have their issues, too. People will just then begin to game the system of using the shot clock, right? Like, oh, okay, I have an allotted six minutes here worth of time banks. I need mm-hmm. to then figure out exactly where to spend these minutes and right. make sure that I spend them all because it's like it's like holding a timeout, uh, keeping a timeout in your pocket in football. This
0: is what happens online.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean, and It kind of people- can be colluded as a
1: table also to use them at the same time.
2: Yes, this is true too. Uh, I spoke about this in the past, where um, Alex Keating convinced everyone at my WSOP <laughs> World Series table to start stalling after dinner on the day that we made the money. We when, made the money the last level yeah. of the night. Yeah, when you were chip leader, right? I was massive chip leader. <laughs> massive chip leader. I came back from dinner like ten minutes or a few minutes late. Like I was the last one to get back, and by the time I'd gotten back, everybody had already like made this decision that we weren't going to play any hands. Yeah. I was just like beside myself. And mm-hmm. you know, at that point, you're talking about a 150 table bubble. So I can't get a floor guy to just stand here no, the entire not. time.
0: I it was like some that's happened uh something similar like that happened um when uh the last time I cashed the main the when I folded the queens. <laughs> and um my table was playing relatively fast. And I remember like the day it ended, you know, we were in the money and and I was like walking out, and some guy was telling me, he's like, Yeah, we played eight hands. And he was thrilled because he was short. Yeah. We played eight hands in the last two hours. Jesus Christ. Eight, eight hands. They, like the entire table just decided that they were just going to just stall and stall and stall and stall. It and sucks, stuff. man. I'm just like, it's like, I mean, it, it sucks for some people and other people who are short, it didn't suck for. But like, of yeah. Of course. But like, in, in like the, I mean, the spirit it, of the, spirit game, it of the game, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, In this 600 at the win, everybody's playing fast. (laughs) It's funny. Everybody's playing. There was never a problem. From the start to the finish, the pace of play was great. I left the podcast yesterday.
1: I went to go play the $1,600 mystery bounty. Um, Within the first orbit, I watched a five-way hand on the flop. It went bet- Call all in, call, call all within 45 <laughs> seconds oh my God. or something along those lines. And I was just starting okay. dying laughing. I was like, Yep,
0: yep, that's about this right. Is cool. Yep. <laughs> I, um, I actually stalled for two hands in the tournament. Don't get me wrong, and sometimes it's, it's, you I, have I to do it, sometimes it's... it's justified. So I had like fifth, 14 or 15 big blinds, and um, I was, I was, uh, I don't know the gun won. So I had two free hands and we were there was twenty eight people left. And they redraw at twenty seven. So mm. I'm like, Well Sharp. i was like i mean i go i guess if i'm ever gonna stall which i was playing super fast the whole time so i was like yeah it's justified it was like i didn't I, I can do this it's justified uh, I, well, I don't know if it's justified but uh, it, is be, a, it, it is It
2: is because it's it's a fair edge that's offered to everybody Dude, but yeah. it's ridiculous the way we make exceptions in our brain to rationalize exactly
0: exactly yeah. and i let the table kind of know i'm like i was like yeah i was like i, I was looking at my hand I'm like and i'm just sitting there i'm like yeah you know uh i missed the podcast today we were talking about stalling <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, but I, I didn't make it i didn't make it i ended up i ended up uh getting into the like because i wasn't excessive about it like yeah, it was like under a minute per hand yeah, of course. Like, like, like well like in my mind if like sitting there for 30 seconds felt dirty and it it's felt, a
2: fucking eternity and it is. Felt
0: yeah, it really is. i'm like and i folded. i'm like i'm like that was That was probably 30 seconds, but it felt like two minutes, right?
2: I I was trolling Ozzy Al when we were on Live at the Bike uh, because he used three time banks on the river Mm -hmm. uh, when he bet and got raised, and he had a flush. He had a decision to make. Um, And it was one where it's like, in my mind, he's always calling whatever, but he used three time banks. So it was three minutes and 30 (laughs) seconds total. And I was like kind of trolling him afterwards, and I was like, well, if nothing else came of that situation what happened is you made me hyper aware of exactly how fucking long three minutes and 30 seconds (laughs) is (laughs) that felt like an eternity to me yeah
0: i mean if if it's like if i'm super short like i online if i'm super short and like and i know like the other tables are stalling I'm, i'm probably gonna let my time bank go down you know what i mean so it's just like I don't know. It's like, I don't mind. Like, I don't know. If other tables are doing it, then if you don't do it, then you're at a disadvantage. Yeah. That's yeah. why there needs to be some sort of rule or something yeah, in yeah. place Once we get because a rule in place. Once we get a rule right. in place, it'd be great. Yeah, but, I'd rather just have the rule in place because then then nobody's stalling or, or, or it's all the, the same. But it's, like, it
1: feels playing, shitty because, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. something that you can do. And it's like yeah. you yeah, need it's like to if use it's this in your advantage at this moment. So, right. like, as long as you don't abuse it at yeah. other times. I'm actually very open with it when mm-hmm. I do do it. I make it very obvious, and yeah. I'll, I'll say something, or right. I'll count
0: out each chip by one chip, mm-hmm. and like I'll just, I'm not going to do it forever, <laughs> right? But like I do take a couple seconds. Yeah, I mean, if it's the difference between caching and not caching, yeah. it's, you have to. It's huge. Yeah, it's kind of like you have to. Which you're, is, you're almost. Um, and I still don't do it excessively because I, I feel bad. and I feel dirty doing it. Sometimes. No, of course, like, yeah. you're like doing anything. I'm like I probably but, should be stalling way more than I actually am, but and it's only like in, in those situations yeah people that are doing it like in the middle of the tournament and yeah people that are and it's like also like the the leaving the one chip behind (laughs) when it's not like i did it but i did it because we were on the exact pay jump i'm like okay well that's when you're supposed to do it right so then you can just stall a little bit and then you know you could just stall and then hope that someone busts before you put that last chip in I assume that's why you do it. Mm-hmm. There's no other reason to do it, right? Yeah. But I saw someone do it. Like we were like, you know, six people away from a pay jump, and they did. it. I'm like, you're not like, why even do it? Just put your chips in the middle. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But they did get caught. Like someone put them in, and then they just like flicked it in immediately. So no, I'm of like, course. I actually watched somebody yeah. do
2: this, and um... sometimes they're just mimicking. That's what I think. Yeah, right? yeah they, it's they don't like necessarily see somebody know why. Do
0: that, but and then you're like, I'm just going to do it because I saw them do it. Yeah. I'm actually not quite sure what
1: this was. I'm pretty sure it was either the win 10K or the, no, it definitely was the main event. Um, and basically somebody did that. It was like day five of the main event. Mm-hmm. And he actually ended up mucking his hand. Wow, and correctly as well. Just it was like an all in, all in. But he left himself. Can
0: it ever be correct? He left himself a couple big blinds. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Plenty
2: of times. That's why you do
1: it. Yeah, he had a couple big blinds behind, like uh, maybe three or four. Mm -hmm. And he finds a muck correctly after a forty-five minute tank. Wait, this is at a final table? No, 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 no. This was like in the money of of
0: the main event. That's what I mean. Like Like day five. Yeah, is It's correct then to do? Yeah, you
2: could do it for a pay jump
0: so like if the Yeah, act, but I'm saying, is it worth, I don't
2: know. Uh, if
1: there's it, all in action, then you can stop, look at the clock, see how many people are left, and whether, where yeah. the pay jump is. Yeah. That, that's I mean, the reason why. Right.
0: No, I, I get the reason why, but I, I, I would think that, like, the actual, actually, like, if you had 10 big blinds, you're just going to fold and leave yourself one big blind just to make one pay jump? Yeah, I mean, if there's two all-ins yeah, in front I mean, of you. I mean, you can you,
2: spin one big blind up. If there's
1: two you know, all-ins in front of you and you know yeah. you're pretty much dead, then it's like, Yeah, damn. no, I mean, all that's right. true. Right. Well, I'm going to yeah, find a fault course. here and yeah.
0: h- pray for... Yeah, if you're like, okay, I have like 10% equity or something like that. Like, pray for the gods.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to be joined by a special guest here shortly, but before we do that, uh, I just want to cover uh, a little bit of house cleaning. want to remind everybody that we have an academy coming up April 15th to the 18th. That's a Poker Out Loud Academy. It'll be our final Poker Out Loud Academy of the year. So if you're interested in partaking in this four-day venture where uh, two days we teach you strategy, two days you play Poker Out Loud style format, and we do commentary giving you uh, basically grades on your play, uh, head over to academysoft and be sure to register for that. Seats are going fast. Only nine available total. Uh, we also have an MTT Academy. May 24th to the 27th. That's going to be led by Matt Hunt. Also a four-day academy. Uh, each day of gameplay will repli- replicate a stage in the tournament. So day one will be you know er, uh, pre-late reg or pre reg ending. Day two will be the middle phase. Day three, the bubble. Day four, final table. Uh, everybody will get to experience each phase of the event, and you'll have certain prizes to play for. Be sure to head to academyself for that one. Uh, click on the banner up top that says MTT Academy. There'll be more information for you there. We got Mr. Tough Conversation. He's, oh, uh, he's back. He's going to become a, a staple of the show at, at this rate. What's going on, my man? You're in the shower. What's
0: up, guys? Can you hear me? I don't have my headphones. Can yeah, you sound
2: me? you sound fucking great. You must great. be
0: given uh, some poker strategy if you're if you're in your bathroom. That's where you yeah, get. Yeah, sorry. From, right? I was
3: just I was in the middle of another uh, strategy <laughs> video, and I thought I'd call in. What better what better place to get a little bit more inspired? You know, really round up my game than Mm -hmm. to solve for why podcast
0: exactly what's popping
3: man not much man i i I love that you guys are talking about tanking it's it's a really uh i think it's a really important issue uh seriously i'm not trolling
0: (laughs) it's hard to tell you know (laughs) i know i know i know tortoise
1: especially since like you're in the shower like right now
3: yeah, no, it's it's. I think I have the best service in here, and you know, I was just I was just doing a big strategy dump, just trying to upload like fifteen videos <laughs> yeah. to my account, and uh, <laughs> people think I film them in the moment, but I really do just big, you know, twenty hour sessions where I'm filming nonstop content, sure. and that's how that's There's why it's content so good. for the next that's year. The secret. I um, I do a
2: lot of uh strategy dumping in the bathroom as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the safest place for it. <laughs>
2: So what's your, yeah, what's your take uh, on all, all this tanking nonsense?
3: You know, I don't know what you think about this Berkey, but I feel like there's like all these different factors that are kind of converging where on one hand we have like the biggest prize pools ever, you know, um, in tournaments that the cash games are are bigger than they ever have been or seem that way. Um, but then on the other side, like our attention spans are shorter than they've ever been. <laughs> true and tanking is worse than it's ever been so there's like poker should be in my opinion more entertaining and enjoyable than it ever has been to watch but it's actually worse than it ever has yeah. been um, yeah and it's just an interesting dynamic
2: yeah and i think like uh i think there's a little bit of unfair blame put on the euros uh <laughs> You you know, it's like,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i mean it's like uh obviously they're they're kind of leading the charge but it's it's a very small subset right it's 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 that uh there are more euros who are elite and don't play high rollers than there are americans like we have this great divide where either you're ike and bonomo or you're just not and if you're not then you are just happy to play fast because you're playing with a bunch of fucking recreationals all day
3: yeah, I've I'm responsible for the Euro blaming myself. I I, but it's 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 widespread. It's it's American. It's you know it's South American. It's all over the place. It's it's a very common thing, and I I just think that um it's really difficult to police um in in game, and part of it is just that like at the poker table, it's very possible to be at the poker table and have a terrible experience. Or have a really good experience you know um yeah. and and that's dictated by the players but it's up to them it's up to what they want to do and it's really difficult to police or control that
2: have you been in a situation to like absolutely have to call clock multiple times on the same person
3: you know to me it's it's like a conundrum because i feel like if i do that i'm almost going to make it worse honestly mm-hmm. you know um like i'm gonna now they're gonna try to spite me and tank even longer um, <laughs> and <laughs> You know what i really what i really uh i I relate to is like dude 30 seconds is so long nowadays people don't understand how our attentions are working 30 seconds a minute forget about it dude like life is over you know what i mean like it's it's just
2: yeah i couldn't even get through your strategy video it was was like 90 (laughs) seconds man
3: if i can hold your attention for a fucking minute i might as well be gandhi these days so (laughs) it's like it's just it's, it's complicated it's difficult but i think one of the things that that like it's difficult also for the younger players that are coming up because like dude when you came up like he could talk shit at the table it was like it was a fun dynamic and still absolutely crush. Yeah. And mm-hmm. nowadays I think you have to study, you have to put in the work and instead of seeing you or Sammy Farha with a fuck ton of cash in front of them, you're you're seeing Ike or David Peters standing stoically and it's just creating a different dynamic and it's it's really complicated, but but the truth is, just bottom line, it sucks for entertainment. It sucks to watch, um, and that's that's a problem.
2: Yeah, I I struggle to see the obvious solution because I know what the solution has been online, and it functions well for online, but I don't think it translates well to live. So like everybody's talking about getting a chess clock, and effectively that's what online time banks are, right? It's just a replenishing chess clock. The issue is, is that as much of the strategy that goes into actual uh, playing poker tournaments, ICM, all that other stuff that exists, there's just as much that exists with stalling. Right? So, even online, you're afforded, like, 10 or 15 seconds before your time bank is initiated, and then you have, you know, uh, 90 seconds, a minute, a minute and a half, whatever the case may be, uh, to kind of, like, use throughout, and it constantly replenishes, like, every handful of levels. So, it's like, Play a high roller on WSOP and see how fucking fast you're playing. Like, it's a snail's pace. And rightfully so. There isn't a big edge to gain when everybody's playing pretty comparably. You know, there are, are maybe like less than 10% of the field is is fish. So nobody really wants to get hands in because the nature of tournaments is uh, constantly, you know, pressing your risk of ruin and, and just seeing who is the lucky one. That manages to kind of Martingale their way through and keep doubling the bets until Remember they don't bust. Remember back in
0: bust. like in like two thousand and well six to probably you know thirteen. Everyone was just like, "Oh no, we want to get as many hands as you possibly... I'm better than than these players because the edges guys. were
2: so big. Right, It's just yeah. like
0: I want, I want to see as many hands as possible in this tournament because. I want to realize my edge
2: but also like it was like not, it was it was ignorance it yeah, was ignorance course. right we oh, didn't understand 100%. icm that's at what all saying.
0: that's what i'm saying we didn't understand it it's, yeah. it's not actually an edge
2: right yeah, yeah so like the biggest edge much like uh the biggest edge in cash is rake The biggest edge in tournaments is just fucking not playing, man. Yeah, (laughs) Just like sitting there. if you don't play a
0: hand, you can't bust, which means you're still in the tournament, which means you might cash.
3: Yeah, that's the problem. The biggest solution is just not playing. Right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Don't fucking register, you know? Um, (laughs) And that's why I only play tournaments here at Cherokee, because I know I don't have to deal with that shit,
2: you know? Was that you in the fucking river taking uh, uh, an ice bath on break? I saw I saw a video somebody put up. No,
3: no. I only do cold plunges on on day 2s. That was right.
2: It? Yeah. In, in between bong uh, hits.
3: No, no, no. None of that. Obviously not. We, we're we're sharp for these tournaments. We fucking, we, we, don't, we don't we don't want to be too messed up for ICM or whatever, you know? Right, right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> fucking locked in, baby. Uh, well, while I got you, let's let's reach our uh, major topic here have you been watching any of these live stream or live streams rather
3: I, i've tried to um <laughs> you know it's a really interesting dynamic because like l- last night was the was the first time um i, I really tried to watch more and uh a, a big thing that, that occurred to me when i was doing the live at the bike is just I, i'm not i'm not i'm not saying this it's just a personal preference it's i'm not trying to be pc or you know like woke and, It just makes a big difference, in my opinion, to have women at the table, Mm -hmm. Um, aesthetically, like, just the whole dynamic. And I was really excited to see the stream yesterday, but I just didn't really feel like the lineup was doing the stream any favors at the end of the day. Um, And it's like, you got Jungle Man there dressed as a cowboy. This dude is probably the best poker player ever, you know? (laughs) And, And then you have Josh next to him, like, the guy's an incredibly good poker player. And I just... It just felt to me like it's it, it wasn't the the right complexion of a lineup to have a really good stream. That was my overall, and and, and it made it tough for me to, to to continue to tune in.
2: Yeah, jungle jungle definitely monkey wrenches that lineup a little bit. But I, I would say outside of of him, uh, it was probably a pretty level playing field. Uh, did Doug play yesterday or not? No, no, right?
3: No, I didn't. I didn't feel like you know being at the bike. I you you start to see behind the curtain a little and you start to think about things a little bit differently. And I just, I really didn't feel like there was a, a, um, I guess if you're thinking of the lineup in terms of like characters in a movie, like it, to me, it was missing like a, a, a key character, which is like the guy cause or Cuz or sure. whatever they had, on, <laughs> yeah. course, where that player, it's just one player, but they have such a big impact on the dynamic of the game that it's really, to me, when, when a player like that is missing, it's notable to
2: me. I think that that was supposed to be Robbie. And I think that she kind of lived a little bit more up to the billing. She played some wild fucking hands, man. Like, yeah, polar opposite from what we saw at Live at the Bike.
3: Literally the yeah. exact opposite. Uh, she was she was ready to go, and I did notice that, and that was cool to see. But she, she was also selective with, from what yeah. I saw, like yeah, she, yeah. she picked her spots to go ape shit, you know. And she did go ape shit. But a guy like Kuz, a guy like Keating. These guys are juicing every pot. You know what yeah. I mean. They're making the game bigger. They're changing the whole dynamic of the table. They're making Dirty Diaper Dan or whatever adjust. You know, and it's just, <laughs> it goes a long way, in my opinion. Um, but they're doing a lot of really good things, and, and I, I do think they're they're. To me, it's just it's also just like you said, time. Time goes slowly, dude. Like one of the things I really liked about the bike, and I said this on the stream you guys really don't have a lot of time to make big money decisions. And I like that a lot as a viewer. I think that's important.
2: Also, uh, I I can speak to that crew because I play with them quite frequently. Everybody's fucking fast. Like I busted Ozzy Al's balls for taking time on the river, but like he plays lightning quick for a professional.
3: Yeah. Even just seeing like, like Josh, who I I know Josh and I, I like him a lot, but like, even just seeing him like bet and then like put his hands in a lap, his lap, you know, like Euro style or whatever, even that to me is like, okay, well there's four seconds. You know what I mean? Like I'm, my, my head clock is, it goes so fast. That yeah, I'm just, yeah. ah, well, I could just be scrolling Twitter right now. You know?
2: I mean, you're basically the Peyton Manning of this whole thing. right. You got that. You got the, the clock in your head as the yeah. quarterback. You're like, yo, let's get this thing fucking moving, man.
3: Yeah. Omaha. Omaha. That's what I'm constantly <laughs> Literally, legitimately. I'm always, I'm always looking to audible when I see this shit. Um but it's my personal preference. I do think they're doing a lot of good things. And what what did you guys think of the stream?
2: I just want to know what the fuck's going on, man. I, I've never seen so many ridiculous hands from not people that I don't recognize. Like I would expect it to be from fucking boots or like the, the <laughs> local guys that I know nothing about that. You know, they're yeah. they're being wow. Texans and, and firing it off. But instead I see Brad Owen put thirty seven thousand in preflop with seven deuce when they're not playing the fucking seven deuce bounty. What? I think it was only twenty
0: six thousand.
2: Yeah, what? so I'll
3: be honest, I missed I missed a lot of the Brad stuff, um, and uh, that to me, the first few nights when I watched was like the big story was how badly Brad was getting wrecked. Yeah, um, and it's weird because like I'm I I really like Brad. I don't know him well, but to be honest with you, it was. It, I I hate, I hate to say this because it's kind of fucked up, but it's it's very enjoyable to watch people in pain, like to a certain extent. Like this is what reality TV is about, in my opinion. It's about it's about it's not just about happiness and excitement. It's about it's about watching people in fucked up situations and 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 getting to see it through like a safe lens. Yeah, and that was what happened to Brad the first few nights. He just clearly was having a terrible time, was getting buried and. <laughs> I know it sounds messed up, but like from an entertainment perspective, that's something else that's been missing, in my opinion, from these live streams is you see people lose hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're joking with each other, ripping shots. Like that was not the case with Brad.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I feel for Brad a lot. Uh, I really felt it whenever (laughs) He tweeted at, so he played he played two sessions the seven deuce was supposed to be the comeback stream where uh, he made all the money back after losing or i think he played three streams after losing like 150 the two days prior um but prior to the seven deuce stream he tweeted uh the only thing worse than like having to lose all of this money on stream is listening to the dumbest people on <laughs> earth <laughs> correct your play <laughs> And it's like, man, I felt that to my fucking core. It's like, I wanted... I tried to send the gif of... Uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but um, whenever he's like hanging in a noose and he looks at the other guy and goes, first time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to send it, but Elon mm. eliminated it from Twitter, so I couldn't do it anymore. But uh, I I can commiserate with that a lot. It's like, you know, nobody else is at that table. Nobody understands the metagame that's going on there. And uh, when you when you step out on a limb and you're right you're the goddamn hero that saves the day and everybody you know let you puff your chest and pat you on the back and and you know even then there's some detractors that are like well the machine wouldn't fucking do that you know landon's over in the corner somewhere (laughs) fucking rocking back and forth like oh my god oh my god oh my god we don't do that with this hand you know <laughs> meanwhile, like oh, meanwhile, you're... he fucking blasted off for six straight streets with Ace Four High, and he's just like machine approved, machine approved. I had to do this. <laughs> like you know, relax a little oh, bit, man. but more That's importantly, amazing. whenever you're wrong, even like personally speaking, like I've been quote unquote wrong and theoretically correct in many, many, many spots on yeah. on live of the bike and other streams, and you get eviscerated, torched by the viewers who are watching this just like the the big narrative is like you never fucking went on stream it's like well when i do you don't remember and even if i don't ever win on stream like you know it's small sample what are you gonna do so i i really felt what it was like for him to be under that microscope because he's not used to this right like he usually gets to control the narrative he gets to build the vlog out how he sees fit he gets to like kind of spin it whenever he loses big spin it when he wins big whatever in this instance, man, you're just raw. He's you're just there. fucking out there, dick mm-hmm. on the table, like this is yeah. how we're playing. I don't know what else to do, man. You guys go nuts.
3: Yeah, and I think uh I think Brad was really uh like he had kind of the opposite experience of the streamer, Kevin Martin, where he really put himself out there and went for it and he you know, he 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 risked death and he died, you know, in front yeah. of our eyes kind of. Um, and one of the things I agree with is I I do, I've, I've kind of felt like a little bit of disdain and jealousy for the quote unquote content creators, like Brad and rampage, where I feel like a lot of the stuff is free roll for them where, okay, they, they play a game, they lose, they have great content, they win, they make money and they have great content. Yeah. This wasn't a free roll. No, (laughs) but Brad had a lot to lose and and lost it in my opinion. And again, like to me, it's also just about putting emotion into the, into the production. Like a lot of these things tournaments especially, but even cash games, they're emotionless experiences. And, and that, to me, as a viewer, is not what I want to see. Um, but I really understand the chat part of it, the comments, too, because the bike just uploaded a clip, a couple of your hands, um, and they were a couple of hands that I I really butchered in terms of my commentary. And the comments are just ripping me apart with a lot of likes. And the thing that I think that, it is, that I feel is that but yeah, the chat is rough, and a lot of these these underwearers, or whatever you want to call them, are, <laughs> you know, underwear. maybe not the best people, but there's some truth to what they say.
2: Sure. Um, yeah. it's,
3: it doesn't just come out of thin air, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, Brad went all in with seven deuce. Like, yeah, we get, There's table dynamics to it, sort of,
2: but <laughs> no. Nah, but there's no fucking hand. bounty, like. Deuce. Yeah.
0: There's no bounty.
2: Yeah, he, he could the, have chose
0: a better candidate.
2: It's, probably, it's the lack of context. I think that can be so bothersome, right? It's like if you go look at the the clip that you were speaking of, where uh, I blasted off for three streets with Jack four. It's like, well, obviously this looks fucking ridiculous, and my mentions were just flooded with like Robbie lovers of you know that's what you fucking get you misogynist or whatever else it's just like we were playing the goddamn bounty like can we at least add the frame of reference that like this wasn't just a random act of violence that it chose
3: yeah Yeah, but it's also like i tweeted about this because andy uh andy stacks or whatever had a tweet about this stuff you guys are the superstars now in this world. Like, you guys are the LeBron James. You're the ones playing on TV. To me, this all comes with the territory. You know, yeah, it's just yeah, more yeah. visible through chat and commentary. But these people are watching you. Who knows what they're doing? They might be playing, you know, play money on the side while they're right. watching you. So, to me, it's like, you kind of just have to eat that or or get out of the spotlight if you don't want to deal with totally it.
2: Totally agree. I, I personally don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I kind of find it more humorous. And I think the LeBron parallel is a good one, not because we're that good, but because uh, LeBron is our age, he's also an elder millennial growing up in this generation, and you could see times throughout his career where it got to him that that public scrutiny would kind of get to him a little bit. He would take the Twitter and kind of clap back a little, or um, and sometimes for the betterment of everybody, right? Whenever that uh, I can't remember who the article was written by, but whenever she said like just sh- uh, Laura Ingram, I think uh, said like in one of her pieces like just shut up and dribble, shut up, yeah. And, like, that is just, like, one of those instances where it's, like, well, she's just, uh, you know, uh, that that's her job is to, like, create controversy and just be, uh, you know, a Skip Bayless type who's doing commentary or whatever. But it's, like, no, like, somewhere somewhere along the lines, like, lines get crossed and, and shit gets said that's, like, a little bit not right. But it's a qualified voice, right? It's coming from somebody who has a platform, not just a random egg on a fucking Twitter sphere. Uh, th- doubling back a little bit to the to the emotion thing um i got to play with phil again uh earlier this week on no gamble no future it hasn't aired yet but uh it will it will down the line and he was doing his same shtick that he did on live at the bike you know kind of wanting to Have an open conversation with me for the public to see that he's not a bad guy and everything else. (laughs) And it's fine. Like, and I just made it very clear to him. I was like, Phil, I don't criticize you, the man. Like, I think you're a wonderful human. I enjoy you a lot. I criticize your ego because you know you lead with a lot of uh, twisted truths to paint yourself in a certain way or whatever. And he replied and said, Oh, so you don't like it whenever I get uh, like bratty and storm off and and do all these other things. And I'm with you. I completely shut that down. I was like, no, I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Be yeah. the brat, man. Like, that's what got you here. We're all supportive of that. We, like, you want to say you're going to burn this fucking place down? Say it. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to be the guy on Twitter saying, like, this guy should be banned from the World Series. For-. Like, relax. Everybody fucking relax. This is his shtick, and we all appreciate him for it. What I do have a problem with is like whenever you twist that like bratty type mentality into saying like I'm beating hundred k's for fifty percent ROI.
0: Isn't that part of his bratty shtick? Is that I'm the best at everything?
2: Yeah, until you until you like charge people for it. That's true. That's that's where the line gets crossed. (laughs) I think
3: that's true. Yeah, I just think overall, like whatever you. This is a big thing that I felt for a while is whether you like Helmuth or hate him. You generally fall on one side of that spectrum, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's important for me in terms of entertainment. It's yeah, the very polarization
0: important. is great. Yeah,
3: exactly, Tortoise. I want to love someone or hate them. I don't want to feel like I feel mm-hmm. towards David Peters. You yeah, know? yeah. If but you're no just offense, indifferent, him. it's
0: like what fun is that? If you're just indifferent and the game's going
3: slowly, I mean, mm-hmm. why watch? Honestly, right? Yeah.
2: I, I think this is kind of an issue that Triton is currently suffering from because their their tour is so niche mm-hmm. to displaying the best of the best in the world right it's only high rollers yeah. so it's a high roller tour poker go to some degree suffers from this as well but they try to correct it by having cash games um and the issue is is that everybody's so fucking good and so goddamn robotic right. and has absolutely no personality you- displayed that you're just indifferent to them all mm-hmm. it's whoever's on the biggest heater that you jump behind like oh Adamo wins everything i hope he wins this one
0: well that's what like will was saying. Yeah. like you need that person you need a, a character of chaos right yeah. someone who just comes in and just start just changes the whole game otherwise you're right they, it's just the same people playing the exact same way and you're just gonna watch the same hand be played over and over and over again for like five hours and nobody wants to do that yeah
3: well, just imagine watching anything, a basketball game, a football game, where right. you literally don't care about what happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're completely impartial to the outcome. Right. You don't care if the Lakers win or the Mavericks win. Like, yeah, not that's fun. what a lot of these streams are. You're just literally mm-hmm. watching poker, and that's it. Yeah, um, yeah that's and, that's, and that's a that's pretty awesome. great
2: example, I think, because, mm-hmm. uh, like, I, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. We don't have a basketball team. So every basketball game I ever watch, I'm indifferent to the outcome. Right and i just don't watch basketball that's
0: why we don't yeah we don't yeah. watch basketball yeah
3: because why like what is it doing for you where where is mm-hmm. the 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 push and and the kind of the the juice from that experience mm-hmm. and tritons a good example because they did i thought have one really good stream where there was a, a casual player who went deep in one of their big tournaments um I, who was just I remember. incredible action incredibly talkative and also there was like little things like sam sam grafton i think got second in that right. one yeah. um Linus got first. And, and one of the things that Linus did, which I know it may not seem like much, but he wore these really wild outfits. So to <laughs> me, it at least off put a little bit of like the turtleneck master effect where you're watching someone play slowly, play really well um, in in Under Armour gear. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just like and the thing about Linus is that you do when you have the best in the world, you get this like I call it the robo effect where they're actually entertaining to watch, even though they may play slowly and robotically, because they're capable of doing crazy shit because they're so
2: good, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that we're the only... I'm using this term very loosely, mind you, but do you think we're the only spectator sport that's televised where uh, you're disincentivized to be elite? Like, we would all much rather watch a train wreck than the best of the best compete against one another.
3: Well, this is the point, Berkey. You're not a sport. It's, no, it's, I know, it, I know. Yeah, It I needs know. to be treated more like that. And it needs to mm-hmm. be, I think those characters need to be rewarded more because it's not a sport. Like, we're not watching athletes that are incredibly graceful. Like, it needs to be treated differently. It's treated like we're watching basketball. So what ends up happening is we're just watching poker, you know? And I just yeah. think you can still watch poker and enjoy it while getting more entertainment and more bang for your buck. And and that's just not happening a lot.
2: Not even with Jungle Man dressed as a cowboy?
3: no and i appreciate jungle man doing that and doing the stick but then like it's like okay well this dude's still fucking playing gto you know it's like like where is the
0: play like the character you're portraying
2: i would much rather have jungle man four long islands deep than jungle man wearing a cowboy outfit uh you probably didn't see the stream it was like years ago it was the one where doug raised me on a seven seven with nine eight and i had ace king and he backdoored nine nine uh but jungle man basically got fucked up that stream drinking long islands <laughs> and he was just so perfectly like accidentally funny uh we were playing a bomb pot or whatever and somebody was like uh has anybody here done the math on on bomb pots and jungle just like look i think doug said it, and jungle just like looks him dead in the face he goes i am the math <laughs>
3: Is definitely doing his part i mean he's dressing as the fucking aquaman or whatever you know he's mm-hmm. coming as dirty dan like he's trying to offset how good he is with yep. a little bit of character and entertainment and juice and you know yeah it, it, at least he's trying something um I, I think in terms of solutions i think in cash games you can set the lineup that's really important um and i do think these tournaments like triton and these other big tournaments in my opinion they are kind of incentivized to select who they let in you know what i mean yeah to, to for, the, for the for the sake of the viewer
0: well they ran that the pro-am
2: yeah that was w- was that a triton event the million dollar pro yeah pro-am? yeah um that was yeah, so in my
0: opinion that was certain players just
3: shouldn't be allowed to play those events like be, because of how they act at the table that that would be my one of the solutions i would have to the to the to the issue of entertainment i was I saying I would that is
2: happen. i think that's a very reasonable solution for people who tank um You know, if you if you want to think of it in terms of like, and again, like this this would come with like some overseeing body, I would imagine. But if you want to think about in terms of MLS, if you get a certain amount of red cards, you just get suspended. It's like do the same fucking thing, man. If you tank ten times and get the clock called on you ten times, like get them the fuck out of the next event. Just don't let them play. That's actually a really good idea, actually. That that, yeah, it it would disincentivize people. Yeah,
0: right. Like like we're trying to disincentivize people to do things. It's just like hey. We don't allow this we allow it to a certain point once you reach that point you're out yeah i
3: agree with that and i think it's it might be tricky to have an overseeing body but like if you have tournament directors if you have floor people or whatever telling okay you're getting that information like yeah you get a warning you get a red card sorry you want to play the next juicy wpt no you're out
2: yeah play. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, it could actually be done just um you know event house by event house, so, like, WSOP could do it, WBT could do it, it could all be separate. Mm -hmm. Uh, But imagine, like, how remarkable that would be for this summer, where it's like, okay, guys, we just want to make an announcement before the WSOP starts. Uh, This is a 45-day-long festival with over 100 events. If you get three quote-unquote red cards where you've used excessive tanking, you can't play the rest of the summer.
0: Oh, my gosh. We'd see some
2: lightning-fast fucking shit going on, man. Mm -hmm. Either that or else Mm -hmm. you'd see people, like, really gunshot a call clock. Mm -hmm. But, like, I wouldn't be.
3: Well, the problem is the field size would shrink in half because none of the Euros would even come.
2: <laughs> Bro, that, that's, did you that's play not the a co- bad thing. Did you play the COVID World Series? I might be able to win the something. winter.
3: Yeah, I did play the COVID one. It was
2: the best fucking World Series of all time. <laughs> Close the goddamn borders, so man. It was so good. <laughs> Shut it the fucking borders. We got, we, got, we got to play a full World Series with everybody from fucking Choctaw. It was amazing. <laughs>
3: Yeah. And a, a big part of it is just the table dynamics. Like if you have a table where you have three players tanking, it's way more likely that the rest of the table like is either in a bad mood or even starts to like imitate or kind of use their behavior. Whereas if you have seven players that are talking, playing fast, all of a sudden the tanker becomes like an outcast, you know? So yeah. there is a table dynamic aspect to it too.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. what What's, uh, what's the pace of play been like out there in Cherokee?
3: oh dude it's fucking phenomenal like this is just the best this place i want to become I'm, I'm trying to become an ambassador for cherokee um <laughs> i, I want to do they, they don't have a live stream set up but they have like a tv and a camera overhead and mm-hmm. they just play a final table in the c- corner and like i was trying to get in there and commentate on that i fucking love this place man
2: <laughs> What what's actually going on there WSOP circuit
3: yeah yeah there's a WSOP circuit but like there's a full cash room um the, the place is just it's such a throwback like you walk in and you just feel like you're in rounders basically um and it's just so rare to feel that you know imagine walking in and the closest thing to a euro in the entire casino is like some good looking dude from texas
2: <laughs> honestly that might be the furthest furthest thing from a euro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you at least at like cali or somewhere where someone might have been somebody, imported somebody
1: that has a scarf on
2: yeah so
3: somebody somebody came to my table last night and i said i said i joked with them i said because he he filled the seat of a really good action player mm-hmm. and i said well this is a great this is a great change we got this guy leaving and you get a euro now and i was leaving the table and he goes i'm not european and i'm like well we got to work on your whole outfit you know you got a haircut you're decent looking you got, you know what i mean like he, had a <laughs> pouch. he had a euro pouch like it was you know um But I love the Euros. You know, that's the thing is like I was I I really like I really like the Euros and I think a lot of them have great personalities. So I'm really just using that when I say Euro, I just mean anybody that tanks really. It's it's also just (laughs)
2: it's a much more mature market, right? Like they've been playing a lot tougher competition for the better part of a decade where we kind of just still get to splash around with uh, a bunch of fucking recreationals who are learning the game and uh, are interested in playing quickly. So, I mean, I, I do think that they largely get a bad rap because I've played with plenty of great Euros that are very good at the game that understand pace of play matters. But if we start to cherry pick the worst actors, most of them are going to be European with the exception of Christos.
3: Yeah, there's there's some bad ones. But also, in my opinion, there's a lot of Americans that just don't add anything really to the table. Oh, God, um, yeah. And sometimes they, they... The thing is, sometimes they they... They add negatives you know um and it's just the reality of it it's poker i, I don't like mm-hmm. to complain about this stuff too much because we're fucking sitting in our underwear we're, we're taking showers we're filming videos in the bathroom i mean what are we? Really <laughs> doing? It's, not like, it's not like we're working for the peace corps <laughs>
2: <laughs> what uh i didn't realize you traveled so much to to play what, what do you got next on the agenda
3: well i'm trying to travel less um because my son is is almost he's two and a half now and you know I, my wife's at home um but I couldn't miss Cherokee. Um, I, I, I need to spend some time at home. I need to put in some family time. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping to travel less. Honestly, uh, I would really like to travel less. I would like to do more commentary. And yeah, that that I, I'm I'm the grind has been wearing me
2: down. For where, sure. Where Where is home? Uh,
3: I live in Long Island.
2: Okay. Where on Long Island?
3: I can't disclose my exact location, Conrad. <laughs> Suffolk, Nassau. In in Suffolk. In Island. Island,
1: Ah, okay. That's where I'm from.
3: Eskimo Brothers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well timed. Uh, uh all right, we'll let you get out of here. It looks like you're you're really prepped and ready to fucking go get them So best of luck out yeah, there thank, in middle of nowhere, thank, thank North Carolina. Thanks for
3: having me. Um Berkey, hope to see you on stream soon. Maybe be in the booth for that. And uh yeah.
2: Next week. Is- yeah. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, was was Thursday,
3: guys, uh, one more apology before I get out of here to the tortoise for calling you the turtle last stream. That was really my bad.
0: <laughs> that is okay.
2: I, I laughed really hard when you go, yeah, tortoise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the thing is, yeah, <laughs> he'll, 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 never forget, he'll never forget. He'll never call me the turtle again. So it's, it's good. All yeah, right, man. No, let's, uh, that, we're, cool. we're cool, man. I think, I think, I think I can, I think I can get past it. All right. Appreciate that, Let's man.
2: Let's make these call-ins more <laughs> habitual. Thank you, as yeah, always. Yeah, I'm to try, boys.
0: All thanks, right, thanks, Will. man. Thanks, Will. Well, Jaffe,
2: ladies and gentlemen, that's okay. at Dankness on Twitter if you want to go get a fun follow, get some uh, humorous content out of it. My pick to click for uh, – oh, fuck, I, for- I forgot to ask him if he was coming to the GPI Awards. Uh, mm-hmm. He's nominated for Twitter Personality of the Year. Of course he is. I think he might be a front-runner. I think he might be a front-runner, just saying um who would he lose that to well jamie is a two-time back-to-back winner and uh, has been the only one to win the award mm. so she is she's a strong competitor she's a strong competitor and uh, fair galfon and marley also another
0: strong yeah pretty, a tough t- field. It's right. pretty tough field wow. uh, yeah it's hard to pick a front runner if with that field
2: Mm-hmm. the tough convo is over they they They're stand great. out this year they, they, really do. they do stand out yeah. they do they definitely stand know. out. i'm excited um What the fuck is Brad Owen doing, man? (laughs) Like, what the fuck is he doing? He faced a limp four bet and he just rips it in with seven deuce. Sometimes
0: you just say, fuck it, man. I don't care. Maybe it's, I just want to be done with this. Maybe, you know, you know. The problem is
2: he didn't cover. Brad covered by 2X. So now he just still has to sit there with 36,000 because, you Mm. know, the shove was actually for 36,000 there, Tortoise. Yeah, as I said.
0: Maybe (laughs) Maybe that's true. (laughs) You know it's I'm just dyslexic. It was 62 and ah. I thought 26 in <laughs> my yeah head. yeah I get it I get it yeah. that,
2: that makes perfect sense. Uh yeah, I don't know what but the fuck my disability. I don't know what the Doug's, Doug's Doug's face whenever the cards get flipped over iconic. Honestly though, I I you know, I'm kind of uh having a little fun with this. How can you not? But um it it warms my heart to see guys like Doug who spent the majority of their career online. Mhm. Be thrust so deep into the live arena now. Like, watch him on stream for the last year and a half. He is full blown live guy now. Good. He's drunk. He's fucking folding the second nuts. Yeah. He's out there fucking quadruple straddling, like just, just making a, all the negative EVs. He's
0: just an owner of a casino, just, just getting in the mix. That's yeah, but is
2: like, he has no interest in playing theoretically correct anymore. No, course not. You know why? he rich. likes fucking money yeah yeah he's too rich but he's gonna get richer because yeah. the mm-hmm. fact is like if you go in there and you're just blasting it off with ace5 suited and you think that you're hot shit you're gonna get shown the fucking texas two pair real goddamn quick <laughs> <Texas two pair>? <laughs> okay <laughs> like um, oh he shouldn't have Four do suited on this board texture so i'm just gonna r- run it with my goddamn over in a gutty mm-hmm. and guess what he's got the goddamn texas two pair yep okay and you're going to learn real fucking quick. You're mm-hmm. going to get retired real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. If you're going to live roam a thousand big blinds deep and think that like, I'm just going to do what the solver says to do. It's like, no, it's Doesn't not what you do. The best in the world are going to be guys like Doug who understand what theory is and then just sit down and say, you know what? These motherfuckers want to have a good time mm-hmm. and I'm going to oblige. Yes. I'm it makes for a good oblige. game. It does. On a, Live poker is back, baby. It live is. Is live poker is back. Let's fucking go.
0: Look at you. You're all hype. You might even go down and play a tournament. I'm
2: not going to play no goddamn (laughs) tournament. Get in there. I'm not going to play shit, man. Mystery
0: Bounty, don't you want to pull that 100K?
2: I got shit to do. I played played one Mystery Bounty. I bagged 100 big blinds going into day two. I know. I know. And I didn't fucking. I busted so fast. So fast.
0: That was the PCA, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mormon's like fucking calling 45 big blind jams with seven deuce off. How is he going to get bounties? (laughs) How the fuck did he have me covered? And then I get, oh, God damn it. God damn it. Uh, God damn it all to hell. At least Uh, play the 3,500 three mil. When's that?
0: Uh, Next week sometime.
1: Yeah, it's next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then day two on Monday, I believe. Oh,
2: Friday, Saturday, Sunday are all day ones? Yeah. Okay, I'll play Saturday. There you yeah, go. because we have to do the right. we, we, we got a thing next Friday. Berkey yeah, we got in some the Main.
0: Berkey in the it we doesn't all, have we, the same ring too. No, no, it doesn't. We
2: got a thing next Friday, guys. We have a, a special. But yeah,
0: thing. we're not yeah, Friday we're not. Are we are people vote for this? How does this work?
2: No. It's already been so uh there's um
0: because I was like, we haven't been telling people to vote, but that's not a thing.
2: It's not a thing unless okay, you're good. unless you're up for uh, personality of the year. But I think okay. the voting for that's also it's already closed. Not like closed. the
0: People's Choice Awards.
2: There's one <laughs> People's Choice Award, right? Um, which I think, like, I believe Greg goes all in is up for, mm-hmm. I, I, if I recall. There's uh, a select or actually committee maybe it's rampage. That vote, wow, that's bad. Right? Uh, yeah. So it's it's a group of like 25 <laughs> that get voted down to like four, and then the people choose from there. Um, but for, the, us, yeah, for us, yeah, it's a panel that goes through two or three rounds of voting yeah i think it's two rounds of voting and then they're finalists gotcha um and the second round of voting you rank uh one through however many Mm -hmm. and the top three choices get different point distributions so um if whoever you vote first gets like five points then three points then one point um so the cumulative point total is what dictates the winners gotcha which is you know let's fucking go let's go gonna be us guys i'm feeling it i'm feeling good about it uh a couple or i guess one more thing to get out of here on wpt released the second half schedule for 2023 kind of exciting to be honest i don't know what to think about it because uh the main the main stop that sticks out to me is wpt australia 20, uh september 22nd to the 27th and the reason why this stands out to me is one because it's australia and let's fucking go uh, but two, the Aussie Millions has been, like, all but canceled for good. Right. And the reason is is that there has been a lot of issues with, uh, I guess, the casinos. And uh, they have, like, a, uh, a stop time every day where, like, the casino has to close. Right. I guess there's also, like, some red tape with mm-hmm. regards to, um, like, money laundering issues and all kinds of other stuff, which is basically just preventing them from running... Uh, mtt series but it looks like wpt's found a way around it they're at the gold coast instead of uh the star where sydney is gold where,
0: coast do we know is that near is that in sydney near sydney or no melbourne? Uh, i
2: think gold coast is a city, city it's if i'm not mistaken yeah, but
0: i didn't know if it was like you know
2: <laughs> um i think it's between melbourne ones. and sydney but i could gotcha. be wrong uh, well, I would guess it's on the coast.
0: I was going to say it sounds like it's, it's on the coast. It's probably beautiful. I would imagine it's. it's I guess beautiful. it's.
2: I I would yeah, guess it's yeah. south of Sydney, but I don't know. Uh, Conrad, Carmen, San Diego's is looking it up as we speak. I'm, I'm trying to,
1: but all I get is these fucking pictures. <laughs> well, let's see them. Uh, oh, we can't just put map after it, yeah. man. It I got to teach you how it to just Google did. too. Just did really um, hard.
2: but the other thing to note is that the WPT World Championship is going to be at the Win again. So that's going to come back, whether or not it's going to have the main guarantee to it or not, we're not sure. It says to be determined as far as dates go. I imagine that will still be in uh, December. Also worth noting, I don't see uh, I don't see five diamond on here any longer. Ooh. So it looks yeah, like that, that one's dead. tournament may be dead. And we kind of saw that like
0: on the the writing side. on the wall, right? On that one.
1: Yeah. What's kind of cool is that they have a Florida. Um, A little florida go november 10th well that that one's always been well
2: the best oh the best
1: straight to the right
2: yeah yeah okay yeah so it looks like uh gold coast is just south of brisbane and actually much north of uh sydney um but everything about australia is fucking gorgeous i will say though like i'll miss i'll always miss the Aussie, aussie millions melbourne is like one of the most Perfect cities yeah. to spend any significant amount of time in. Like Sydney was amazing too, but the comparison uh, I guess would be like Melbourne is very much like a non uh polluted, non uh non-issue as far as like driving, et cetera, et cetera, goes, version of LA. Oh wow. And Sydney's much more of like a fast paced New York type city. Right. Um gorgeous though. They're both fucking gorgeous. I would love to go back to Australia. I doubt that a three thousand five hundred uh, WPT is going to be what gets me there, but like, hey, maybe, maybe it takes off. The
0: podcast off. has to go there and report.
2: Maybe the podcast. The
1: Aussies love us, man.
2: <laughs> the Aussies do love us.
1: I think it's like we have 2% yeah. Australia. Yeah, uh,
2: maybe. That's a, that's a big number. Yeah, that's a big number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. What do you guys think? You guys got to. Does want a little podcast from us yeah yeah,
1: yeah wpt yeah. talk to
2: us baby that's talk to us that's my <laughs> little only friends down under yeah. Yeah. just don't lose our
0: shit please
2: oh i mean be, we'll just have to buy new shit at that yeah, point we're driving fucking 24 hours away <laughs> yeah it's true godspeed uh last note before we get out of here is a huge happy birthday to rob young Happy birthday, Happy Rob! Happy birthday, Goat! We have we have him to thank for this podcast. Thank you, Rob. We really appreciate you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Happy birthday, birthday, Rob! You know, without you, the Only Friends podcast could never exist. I'd just be rich somewhere, you know, <laughs> sitting on my millions, mm-hmm. doing nothing else. Obviously, uh, jokes aside, Rob's one of the main industry leaders that I think is the most in touch with the players as well. Uh, He does a really great job of bridging that gap um, between all of the tour stops and the high-stakes arena, as well as, like, the mid-stakes. He's been an invader along the way, so huge happy birthday to him. That's going to do it for us here at the Pod. We're off for the weekend. As always, please like, comment, subscribe. If you haven't already, head over and check out the To Be Determined documentary. Uh, We're trying to get that over 100,000 views. Leave a comment on it. Let us know what you thought. We'll be back Monday. Noon Pacific is going to be our consistent time moving forward. Tuesdays moving forward, we are going to be joined by the No Gamble, No Future crew of Jeff Platt and Brent Hanks. Yes, They're going to be a steady guest on Tuesdays moving forward for us at noon Pacific. So be sure to look forward to that. Uh, I actually will be in LA this Tuesday, so it couldn't come at a better time. Okay. I'm going to need Brent Connie run the show. Connie to, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's yeah, usurping did we, your did role. Can we order bro. a booster
0: chair for
1: Jeff?
2: Relax, guys. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. We'll see you guys at noon on Monday. Ladies.
1: <laughs>